The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 299. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have a phenomenal lady on the show today. She is the broker owner of Halen Group, and I'm really excited to have her on and share her story with us. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Helen Chong. Helen, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to our listeners. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I'm really excited too. So like you said, I am the owner, uh, the broker owner of Halen Group. So um, what my company does is that we are actually a small independent real estate brokerage firm in Silicon Valley. But I actually started my business from Southern California and I moved up here about five years ago. So it had kind of expanded from Southern California to Northern California. And while I was expanding my business, I gave birth to three beautiful kids. Um, uh, two boys and one girl. So definitely had gone through quite a bit of changes in our lives. And, uh, you know, from basically have to restart my business all over again and learn how to be a mother and learn how to be a wife and a businesswoman and then start managing people. So that's why I'm really excited about today's topic about self-confidence, because this is something that I have been struggling since I was very little until, as a matter of fact, until now. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, you know, it's crazy how many roles we can play, right? It's like mother, <laughs> wife, entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, and it's, I know, and it's crazy how we can juggle them all at once. It's just it just shows like how much we can do and what we're capable of. So, you know, I'm really excited to hear your story. And Helen, what's your cultural background? Well, I actually grew up in Hong Kong. So my parents, they were from Indonesia. Uh, they grew up in Indonesia, I should say. And then I but for me and my sister, we were born and grew up in Hong Kong. I, when I came here to the United States, I was 18 years old. So really, my core background is still from Asia. I still have this strong Asian cultural. The way I think is I can understand why Asians act the way we do. But at the same time, after I came here, I actually hung out a lot more with non-Asian people from different cultural backgrounds, you know, Koreans, Japanese, Caucasian, Americans, or Europeans. I've hung out with a lot of them. But no matter what, I still feel a little bit more comfortable, obviously, hanging out with Asian culture just because that's what deeply rooted inside me. Thanks for sharing that. And it's 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 true, right? Sometimes we can relate to each other a lot more than versus other cultures. They don't understand what we go through. And, you know, this is one of the reasons I, I brought up the show because, you know, it's to bring awareness that, you know, mm -hmm. we we do have these issues and, you know, when we can open up and figure out, you know, why we do why we feel this way we can find solutions to them so you know it's, yep. it's great that um you were able to go to the states and you know mingle with so many people it was like me going to toronto it's such a multicultural city <laughs> you know, it was like the first time i went there i was like oh my god there's black people and there's white people <laughs> it's like a big culture shock so yeah so definitely. yeah it was it was a uh, quite an experience and helen what would be your favorite self-confidence quote my favorite self-confidence quote is actually fake it until you make it. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. And actually, that's a lot of um, our guests' uh, favorite quote because 
you know, they don't see it as something bad. They see it as something good, right? If there's something that you wanted to be, like an entrepreneur or a speaker, you, you, you know, kind of like train your brain to do it so that it can attract it. And especially, you know, a lot of people don't realize their brain, whatever we think, they can't tell the difference between real or fake. So mm-hmm. <laughs> think these fake thoughts, it will become real, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. I think that's uh, just like what you're saying, because I mean, now that I'm a mother, I start to realize whatever I say to my kids will determine how they think when they're older. So I'm a lot more careful with my words, a lot more careful how I talk to them, just so that the, my biggest thing for me to them is that I really want them to be self-confident, because I feel like that confidence uh, me lacking that self-confidence was uh, a big factor holding me back when I was younger. Yeah, and it's something we all go through, right? I mean, what we tell our kids, well, I don't have any kids, <laughs> what we tell <laughs> children out there can really affect them. I mean, when I was five, I mean, I, you know, the teacher failed me for kindergarten. So imagine, you know, the self-confidence issues I had until now, I mean, that I still experience. But, you know, the best thing is I was aware of it. And I realized how that really affected my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, people don't realize the smallest, you know, incidents they have as a child can really have a big impact on their life later on. So it's great that you're already, you know, showing your kids what it means to be confident, you know, having them be more positive and, and learn that they can be anything they want to be. So love the quote. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And in your own words, how would you define self-confidence? You know, I think definition of self-confidence is really you're confident about yourself making the right decision. But at the same time, I feel like in order to feel that way, you have to really start loving yourself first. You know, for us, we like I love my kids and some people maybe love their pets or whoever. Right. And they will never like try to put them down and you will always try to encourage them or give them better food, give them better shelter, give them better clothes. But then For some reason, we don't really do that to ourselves. And I think especially when we don't feel confident about ourselves, we just talk ourselves down to make ourselves feel bad. So I I really think that in order to feel confident about yourself, you really have to start from loving yourself first. Then you will feel confident about the decision that you've made. Great definition. I know like as women, especially Asian women, we're so great at putting ourselves down, right? It's like, (laughs) oh my God, my legs look horrible today or... You know, this outfit looks bad or me or, you know, why did I make, why did I, you know, trip on myself? <laughs> you know, it's like yes. little things we make a big deal out of and we have to realize, you know, we're human. We all make mistakes and it's not a big deal. So love the definition that you mentioned. And Helen, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? Well, I, can't, I guess I kind of go back to when we were raised, right? How we were raised in Asia. In, in Asian culture and Chinese culture especially, it's like you have to be humble. They always tell you, don't brag about yourself. Don't um, don't say that, you, you know, you're good at this. Always think that someone else is better than you. That's how we were, we were brought up. And <laughs> I remember my dad always constantly teaching us to be a good person. You need to, you need to be humble. And, and, but then it's so different compared to the Western culture. Western culture is like, no, you have to know that you're really good at this. You know? And when we used to go to class, we don't really raise our hands to answer questions. 
And I remember coming to this country, go to class, and all the American-born or American kids who were raised here, they were like raising their hands, answering questions. And while I'm just like, why are they so brave, like raising their hands? What if they answered the question wrong? In Asian culture, same thing. If you answer a question wrong, they tell you, and they might like, oh, why would you even say that? But I think that really, just like what you're saying, that can deeply root it into your brain, think, make you think that you. Are just not as good as other people, and I, I used to also in in Asian culture, the relatives they love to compare you with other other kids. Always make comments about like, oh, you know, um, oh, well, I had a I had an older sister. They compare, oh, who's prettier? Oh, compare their skin color. Comparing their eyes, who have bigger eyes. Everything is a comparison. So then, after a while, you start to learn all the bad things about yourself. Instead of the good things about yourself, and uh, and so I think that also made it really hard. As I after I came to this country by myself, I go to school and I just like, oh man, I'm not as smart as the other kids. And then after you come out to work, you I just keep telling myself like, oh, you know, I'm not as smart as my coworker. I'm not as wealthy as this other person. I don't make as much money. Then it's like I'm not as pretty. I'm not as Then it's just constant comparison of yourself with other people. And until I met my husband, he actually asked me that question all the time. He's like, "Why do you do that to yourself?" I'm like, "I don't know." I mean, to me in my head, I just kept thinking, "What's wrong with what I'm doing right now?" I mean, don't you do that? Don't you like criticize yourself? He's like, "No, I don't." And And I think actually my husband helped me out a lot is by telling me that to or reminding me to stop thinking that way about myself because with that kind of th- uh, thoughts in your head, you don't have that motivation. You kind of feel so tired to even try to fight because you would never be good anyways. And I would go, I would. I would go to networking events, and I just wanted to hide in a corner. I don't even want people. I don't want to look into people's eyes because I'm so afraid they're gonna see something for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna see. I'm just so afraid to look at them in the eyes. But you know, I started reading a lot of books. I I, I love those self help books. <laughs> some people might think that is kind of cheesy, but I love them because that helped me make me feel better about myself. And I remember somebody had told me one time, "Like fake it until you make it." So, so I remember one time I was at home and I was working from home, and uh, uh, my husband came home and he walked into the room while I was on the phone talking to somebody, clients. I cannot remember who. He when I got off the phone, he looked at me. He was like, "Who was that?" I'm like, "What do you mean? Who was that on the phone?" Like. You did not sound like you. You all of a sudden have this deep voice, very confident. It's just not you at all. <laughs> Who was that? And I'm just like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing it because I pretty much was faking it. I was trying to fake that sound that I'm confident. I'm. I have this deep voice. So I think that's how how I start building that confidence in me by. Faking it until I believe in it myself. Thanks for sharing that, <laughs> Helen. And I think that's something you know most Asian women feel. You know, I mean, I've been through the compare game, feeling bad about myself. You know, never 
talking about your accomplishments or brag about them. And I understand why parents do it. But, you know, sometimes they have to realize, you know, if you're if you did something well, just voice it out. Right. And it's not even about bragging. It's inspiring others on what to Mm -hmm. do. And I think a lot of women, you know, feel bad about promoting themselves out there because they feel like, you know, they're being too much when really it's not right. I mean, yeah, it has to start with you. So what if you promote yourself? It's not a big deal. Guys do it all the time. Why can't women do it? And, you know, it's it's these little things that really screw us over. And, you know, I'm glad that your husband, you know, he reminded you, you know, to stop thinking the way you think because we all do that, right? It's like, what's wrong with me, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you can totally switch it to say what's right about me. And it's it could be that easy if you allow it to be. So, you know, after, you know, reading books and, you know, having, you know, faking it till you make it, what's your life been like right now? To be honest with you, I'm definitely a lot more self-confident than before. <laughs> As a matter of fact, even when, when I, I was uh, being interviewed um, for different topics, sometimes I still doubt myself. Am I qualified to talk about this? Even with this podcast, I love this topic. But am I really qualified? Because am I really very confident now? I, I still have those moments. I just want to cry. And then just like, gosh, I'm a t- terrible mother. As a matter of fact, right before this call, I seriously just want to break down and cry because my child is going through some social, uh, like he cannot socialize with other kids and having problems at school and he's crying. And then I just like, oh my God, did I make the wrong decision? Oh, I'm a horrible mother. How come all the other kids are doing fine? And I can't even, I can't, I can't even get my kids to make friends. Like this is a constant thing. And uh, it's not something that, oh, I completely switched it off and I have no more issues anymore. There are still moments that I feel that way about myself, about how I'm a horrible boss. I'm a horrible uh, realtor. I'm a horrible wife. You know, it still happens. But I think at the end of the day, I will go back to say, you know what? I can make myself better. I can do it better. I'm not going to give up. I, I think I encourage myself. I can I can motivate myself again to go back and let's do it. But it's okay, you know, like for all the women out there, it's okay. There are moments that we're all going to feel down and don't think that then that you are not a confident person. Just allow yourself to have some failures in your life. We all have failures in our life and that's how we learn. That's how we learn to be better. Um, I, I don't know how to be a mother until I become a mother and I'm still learning. Every single stage is a learning process. Every single transaction is a learning process. So we are learning how to be a person and no one is perfect. Just no one's perfect. Thanks for sharing that. And I love how you mentioned allow to have failures, right? I mean, as as Asian, you know, kids, our parents never want us to fail. And they do it for, you know, reasons because they love us. They don't want us to mm-hmm. feel rejected or, you know, they kind of want to protect us from all that. But it's it's part of life, right? I mean, it is. It is. Just, I, I'm sorry, it's but okay. it's just because I'm like so passionate right now that I'm dealing with what's going on with my oldest son. And I that's what I feel he is having this self-confidence issue. He's afraid to be in the middle of this crowd, which I totally understand how that feels because I used to feel that way. But I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say or, or let him just give up. You know, we, me and my husband and everybody in the family talk about this issue a lot. And we just like, we need to let him keep doing and learning because this is part of life. You need to learn as you go we cannot just let him and help him and hand holding him 
I wish, I wish, really, I wish I could, I could just make him that feeling go away, but I can't. He has to do it, and I have to do it with my own feeling as well. Thanks for sharing that, and it's so true. I mean, you know, we all have to learn that failure is part of the process, and it's not really failure when you see it. It's just learning to help you build more character, strength, more courage to be a better person. So, you know, thanks for sharing that. And Helen, if our listeners wanted to connect with you, get to know a little bit more about you and what you do, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, but the easiest way to connect with me is from probably through Facebook and just search Halen Group, H-A-Y-L-E-N Group. Same thing for Twitter. And um, I'll be happy to share my email address as well. My email address is Helen, H-E-L-E-N at Halen Group, H-A-Y-L-E-N-G-R-O-U-P.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Helen, you can also head on over to the TaoSelfConfidence.com and search for Helen's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else we talked about. And I just want to thank Helen for taking the time to share her story with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I'm so happy to have talked about this. Not a problem. It was an honor having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Tao of Self-Confidence. Sign up for our free membership site to get more amazing resources for self-confidence by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits.